Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast, moonlighting as an occasional Stars Are Fire podcast. My name is Stace Babcock. I am the GM now. With me today is Marietta Jones. Hi, I'm here eating a peanut butter banana sandwich. Alex Finn. So yeah, I took off the little sock I have on my microphone and this is my voice raw in your ear hole. Sounds raw. So raw. <laughs> and Daniel Anderlick. What's happening? Where am I? You're on the other side, Daniel. Can't you tell? I feel so powerless and alone here. <laughs> you really should. It's just, it's really good to experience because it really shows you what it's like to be on the other side of the table. Um, you know, it's important that you keep in touch with that, Daniel. Mm. All right. Well, like I said, this week we are playing Stars or Fire. The Cypher System's sci-fi setting. It is hardish sci-fi. The harder, the better. <laughs> and Marietta, you didn't play with us before. Or the time we played offline before that. So I'm happy to have you here. But just so you know, just a little bit of background about The Revel, which is the setting that we're using straight out of the book. Essentially, 10 years ago from the time of this one shot, there was something called The Event, where strange clouds surrounded the Earth. And all communications were shut down. The ships that were beneath the atmosphere were lost and have never been seen again. Drones and ships have occasionally been sent in. They have never returned. And at about the same time, almost coincidentally, ancient tunnels were found beneath the moon. And Star Force is enforcing a quarantine on both the tunnels and the Earth because nobody knows what's going on. So this is the general setting. For the most part, the Revel contains the solar system. Faster than light travels, pretty rare. And there's only about seven ships that can do it, that can leave the solar system. Mox and Tamara are crew members aboard one of those vessels, the XK Astra Limited Partnership vessel Goodspeed. And we start this adventure with Mox and Tamara in a modified racer spaceship docked at Stardeep, Stardeep Spiral, which is sort of the recreational casino, fun times, there's gaming, there's hotels run by Stardeep conglomerate. Is it Las Vegas? Uh, yeah. Las Vegas, but in space. Space Vegas. Space Vegas. <laughs> space Vegas, absolutely. So you're at Space Vegas. Ooh. So it's Sin Station. Sure, Daniel, it's Sin Station. Thank you. <laughs> it's the only bone you get tonight. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you are in a, like I said, a modified racer. It's kind of a small spaceship. And you have docked this spaceship at gate G4 of the Stardeep Space Station. And before I get into your mission, Mox, or Alex, I should say. Tell me about Mox. Describe your character. Tell the listeners what's up. So Mox is a small-time criminal operative who was caught and served some time in jail, after which tried to go straight. Mox is the pilot of the ship, usually, and is really into books and pub trivia, but also isn't afraid, apparently, to kill people and just let people die, we learned last time. Because she's not going back to jail again. You just can't. No jail. No jail. We did learn that last time. Daniel, how about you tell us about Tamara? I'm playing Tamara Karaith. She is a doomed explorer who murders. 
she's probably in her mid-30s. She has dark red hair, cut fairly short right now. She has some scarring at her throat that she's very sensitive about. Tamara dresses kind of always with an intention of keeping herself as hidden as possible because she's always sure that something is about to go wrong. Although she is, of course, always wearing her power fist on her right fist. She is probably miserable because she does not enjoy these games. There's too much exposure because she hasn't been able to trust ever since she tried to help her friends get out. <laughs> yeah. So Mox and Tamara, part of the XK Astra Goodspeeds crew, have been dispatched to Stardeep as part of a covert corporate mission to escort a conglomerate scientist, Dr. Rhea Ortiz, from the Stardeep spaceport to a location within Stardeep so that she can complete the final step of the hyper-secret Project Pharaoh. And then once she has, they must get her to Montfort Station near Venus. And that is the general crux of the plan. So while you're sitting, you're still sitting in your racer ship, the ship's AI dings on and says, Mox and Tamara, we have arrived. It is time for your back brief. Mox, what is your secret identity? So, my secret identity is Cordell Juniper Hill of Anus. 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 Anus, like the, the guy in the story? Mm-hmm. Like the guy in the story. Anus is what the locals call it, the local teenage kids. <laughs> There's no, like, underlying plot line with that, is there? I don't know. Fuck around and find out. Okay. I will. Thanks for asking. Tamara, if there is evidence of XK's involvement in this mission, what are you required to do? Destroy it. Good. Mox, this is for you. If the cargo Dr. Ortiz is carrying is lost, what must you do? Oh, I, I know this one. We, we destroy it. Good. Finally, Tamara, if it is a choice between preserving Dr. Ortiz and the project, what should you choose? Dr. Ortiz. That's correct. As a reminder, Stardeep does not allow long rifles or other large weapons aboard the station. Security personnel are limited to a pistol. You may leave now. Tamara just stuffs her right fist into her pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a problem, right? Yeah, big pockets. Just a giant kangaroo pouch. Yeah, pretty much. So were we, were we together when they were asking us these questions, or were we in separate places being... Oh, the ship's not that big. There's the bridge, which has three stations and three staterooms, and the uh, the the engineering area where the where the engine is. Oh, and there is a hidden weapons pod. This is why this is a modified racer. So you're going to be able to hear each other pretty much anywhere mm -hmm. you are. Okay. Tamara is going to be next to the the airlock that's going to connect, and she's standing there waiting for a moment and says, "Mox." It's time to go. I mean, I just don't understand why this one has to have so many restrictions. 
We got to do whatever last mission. Yeah, but last mission we were on a corporate ship with no oversight. You know, going to be tangling with Star Force directly now, not a bunch of crazy colonists. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we hit. Yeah, I guess we'll grab pistols. <laughs> I guess we get all the miniguns we can. They grab the pistols. All right, and uh, both of you are wearing pretty generic corpsec-type black fatigues, trying to blend in, just look like security contractors. And uh, yeah, you hear the hiss as the pressure inside and outside the airlock equalizes, and the ring light around the interior of the airlock turns green. Okay. And the airlock opens. Let's go find this doctor. You go first, you know. You're much better at security than I am. Fine. And Tamara goes to the airlock into the station. All right. So when you onboard or deboard your craft, your racer, there is just a very small sort of foyer, I guess. And there is an ID scanning station. It's unmanned in front of the doors that lead into the passenger terminal. Mm -hmm. I assume we have false IDs. You do. You have everything you need for your secret identities. I'll scan my false ID. There's a beep and a green light, and the door hisses open into the spaceport. Okay, I go right through. All right. It shuts immediately. I guess Mox follows and scans their fake ID. You get the same thing. Green light, door opens. She unfortunately goes through. All right, and as soon as you enter Stardeep's passenger spaceport, you are assaulted by music and bright lights. So gambling is very prevalent. The casinos are the most popular thing on Stardeep, although there are arenas and sports and things like that, uh, various kinds of entertainment. People can even play sports themselves and bet on it. But as you walk in, it's kind of like you think of a Las Vegas airport, right, where, where they have slot machines right out in the terminals. There are tons of VR pods with people in them trying to get in one last game before their shuttles arrive to take them back to wherever they came from. Instead of rows of uncomfortable terminal seating, there are artfully arranged couches and chairs and uh, servers and, and black tie wandering around with trays of drinks and appetizers. And as you look to your right, you see down the kind of narrow terminal, you've got the, the games on your left and the seating on your right. You can just see the sign to gate G11, which is the gate that Dr. Ortiz is arriving at. This is the worst part of O'Hare. Come on. <laughs> I mean, do we need a jog to get there on time, or is it like an okay travel? It doesn't matter what the gate number is. It's always a rush. Run. Don't stop for carrots. Yeah, so you arrive at the gate, and you realize that they meant the gate G11 on the third level and you have... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and they always change it. There's been a gate change to Terminal A. It'll be physically impossible for you to reach this and your plane will leave. And the tram is down. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that sounds right. Alright, you guys head that way? Okay, as you head in that direction, you see various Star Force officials wandering the spaceport. There's not a ton of them there's a handful that you can see. Uh, they're very distinctive. They wear black berets, these little black mock turtlenecks tucked into black cargo pants. 
they're ready for the disco and to enforce security within the revel. Mm -hmm. You see some of them patrolling. Others you see doing some random ID checks around the terminal. And one thing that you are aware of is that Starforce is looking for Dr. Ortiz. So as you make your way there, though, you don't attract any attention. You arrive outside gate G11. After a very short period of time, you hear an announcement. The Luna 1 shuttle is docking, deboarding in five minutes. And at this point, we will go inside the shuttle, which you can think of it as like a commuter airplane, right? Like one of those that are for the little short hops. Little puddle jumpers. Yeah, little puddle jumpers. It's got like some cracked leather seating. I love it. Extremely cramped. There's no such thing as first class on this shuttle. And way in the back in the seat that doesn't recline Dope. is Dr. Ortiz. Where they usually keep prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> She's that passenger that's still clicking away on her not laptop. <laughs> They're like, please restore that for landing. <laughs> She's that person. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Marietta, why don't you go ahead and describe Rhea Ortiz for us? Yeah, Rhea Ortiz is a, she's a scientist. She's hanging out in the back. She is a creative adept who would rather be reading. So she's here to meet you guys. I think she's stressed out, probably, but yeah, she's just been clicking away on her, not laptop, whatever the Stars Are Fire version of futuristic laptop is, being one of those business people on the puddle jumper, and everyone's like, who's this lady with this really intense bun who just like, <laughs> so she's got a really intense bun and some pretty thick rim glasses. She's got like a long trench coat on. And some black slacks and some low practical heels. She looks very neat and put together. And in her pocket, she has... Secrets. Project Pharaoh. Yes, it's in her chest pocket in a pen case inside the pen. Cool. But you guys don't know that, so just pretend like you don't know. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, she's here. Trying to be normal, but just can't can't <laughs> sorry guys she's not inconspicuous at all it's fine so everyone's doing that thing where they stand and hunch even though they're not gonna get off the shuttle for five minutes mm -hmm. but then finally the way ahead of you clears and you can exit the shuttle into stardeep spaceport okay so she'll click clack off there in her, in her little heels with her little uh her messenger bag briefcase i think that has her her other possessions in it it's leather, of course, you know. This is class over here. Trying to be on the puddle jumper, it's not working very well. <laughs> so she'll come out and looks just how you would expect. <laughs> so is anybody else looking like they're approaching her before Tamara and Mox do anything? There is a Star Force officer, apparently randomly, checking IDs. Mm -hmm. Since Tamara's security... Can Tamara intuit whether or not this is a random check, or is this, like, totally like, oh, I'm going to ask this person, ask this person, I'm deliberately making my way towards somebody specific. I think you would have an asset to that. Okay. Which would make it a six intellect. Okay. Ooh, that's a 19. All right. So you deduce that it is a truly random check. 
And you actually also realize that this is Stardeep's heightened security, the random Mm -hmm. checks. So they are on the lookout for somebody. Okay. What would you like for your minor effect? I'm going to say that for the minor effect, since I've got the pattern, that I'll be able to approach the doctor and lead her off in such a way that it discreetly is not noticeable to security that we're avoiding them. Okay. Uh, You are able to do that? Yay! Assuming that... Dr. Ortiz is cooperative. So tomorrow's going to approach Dr. Ortiz and say, Emily Graves, Dr. Graves, we've been looking forward to you getting here. Come with us, please. We'll show you the way to your room. I briefed on their names. Yes. Okay. So tomorrow is Marge Sunnydale Place Ah. and Mox is Cordell Juniper Hill. Okay. So... Say, so, oh, is um, Cordell with you? Just to, like, see if this is really the person. Yeah, she's back that way. I think Monx is, like, busy kind of, like, scoping out everybody else, kind of making sure we're getting a wide berth. I guess she will go with them, eyeing the, the security. of like, this person isn't wearing the same outfit as those guys that are scanning IDs that I'm clearly who I am. So she'll she'll go with this person. I'm going to lead, uh, lead her over near Mox so that we can figure out where we need to go next. Okay, so you get a discreet distance away, and according to your mission brief, uh, all three of your mission briefs, you are to head to multi-purpose suite 247H. How far away is that? That's pretty far. It's a few decks up and a few sections over. Days. Yes. I have two XP. I would like to spend them for a short-term benefit. Oh, what would you like? I would like to say that Tamara has, at some point in her history, done security work on this station and is very familiar with all of its layout. Okay. So, what you know, to get to Multipurpose Suite 247H, that is actually in the retail and luxury services section of Stardy. And you really kind of have two options to get there. You've got the, the sort of longer covert way, and you have the direct fastest option. For your direct fastest option to get there in the least amount of time, which is still probably going to take you... 45 minutes you have to walk through the spaceport level casino so not the terminal but the casino itself that is on that spaceport level you have to take elevators you have to walk through the casino to get to the elevators you have to take those elevators over six sections and down two decks then the best thing for you to do is buy a ticket to the current soccer game that is going on walk around and through the arena Exit on the far side and then walk down the hallway to multi-purpose room 247H. Your covert options are to use the employee areas of the casino, and that would take you even longer. That would take you about an hour and a half. Excuse me, Emily. Cordell? Yes, yes, yes. I am Cordell. (laughs) There are two ways that we could go here. One is about 45 minutes. And it involves going through a bunch of the casinos and through a soccer game. 
the other one is I know some of the employee areas, and we could try to stealthily use those to get there unnoticed. It's going to take about an hour and a half, though. Define through a soccer game, please, Margaret. We'd have to buy a ticket and walk through the arena and exit out the far side. Oh, I thought you meant like we actually had to get on the field, run across the field. That would probably be more fun. No, we'll mostly be going past the drug people. We could do the streaking part. Get on the... get famous. I don't think our charge is looking for that, and I don't think the corporation is looking for us to get famous on this one. Well, you never know. I mean, if we got famous, well, she walks casually around while we're running across the field naked. It could work. I'm not very good at talking. I don't know. It might attract the attention of law enforcement, Cordell. <sighs> Regardless, standing here isn't great. Yes, Emily, we're aware. Let's go the stealthier route. Okay. I just feel like the crowded soccer game's a good way to get stabbed. Mm -hmm. Or to uh, lose track of Emily here. Oh, that too, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Somebody could kidnap her. I mean, she, she is rather conspicuous looking. Right. I do believe we're on a bit of a time crunch, though. Yeah, we are. We're still going to take the longer way that's a little safer. Point me in the direction. Power walk. Follow me. I'll power walk after her. <laughs> full, full like, hip swing action, you know. All right, so to enter the service areas, what you're going to do out of the spaceport, what you're going to want to do is... Essentially, you're going to need to go through one of the spaceport kitchens rather than the main entrance out of the spaceport into the casino. Or I am, of course, open to suggestions if you guys have other creative alternatives to going through a kitchen or um, a different type of service that's available in the terminal. What about like janitorial access or something like that? Oh, yeah. So there is a designated service entrance and exit that is separate from the kitchens and things like that. So that janitorial and maintenance services can go in and out. Mm -hmm. I think that might be safer just because I would presume there's less staff there. Yes. But you also know that the staff scan their badges or swipe their badges to get in and out through those doors. Does Mox have any like hacking or anything like that or computers? Not hacking, but sneaking, staying quiet, repairing, or leveraging risk. Mm. Oh, question. Is there um, any janitorial staff currently visible in this corridor? Oh, yeah. They're all over the place. People are cheering, spilling, occasionally puking. What kind of role would it be to just pickpocket one of them? That's what I was thinking. To pickpocket your average janitorial staff member they do either wear their badges and a lanyard around their neck or clipped to their belt for easy access but are they osha compliant lanyards are they break free lanyards yes they are nice 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 i think mox is gonna find somebody with a break free lanyard and do that little bump and go okay for a little bump and go, keeping in mind that there is Star Force around, so it's not just the janitor you're trying to fool. This is going to be a 12 speed to attempt to 
take the lanyard without being noticed. Could I use leveraging risk? It's very risky. Yes. I would say that this is a task that involves chance. Yes. Okay, so Mox is trained in that, so nine? You do have an inability in sneaking. Yeah, I was looking at that. I'm like, shit. So I think it washes. But, you know, you just pretend you're drunk. Duffered. Fine, I spent off our goal. Does anyone want to try to help, Mox? I was thinking about that, but I'm worried about leaving uh, Rhea on her own. I do have an inability in social interaction, so. However, I'm trained in creating a narrative. Can make up some really great stories. Okay, so with a level of effort, that is going to be a nine. What pool is it? Speed. Nineteen! Ba-ba-ba-ba! All right. You you feel like that lanyard's been uh, taken off and put back on several times. That break-free clip's a little bit loose. You manage to snag it without no- being noticed by either Starforce or the or the janitor. What would you like for your minor effect? The box can kind of just keep going, like, towards the janitorial areas, and Tamara and Rhea will follow. Is that minor? That's kind of success, actually. I would suggest maybe that this particular janitor is a supervisor and you have, like, one level up on your access. Mm. I do like that. The only other thing I could think of is they just took their break and they don't have a lunch this shift, so they're gonna... It's gonna be a while before they can go back. Okay, I'll take that instead. That's fine. Yes, I feel like we should get a little bit further in the back before we're discovered. I don't know. What do you think, Daniel? I think that makes sense. As a former retail employee, that is what I think. All right. So uh, you go to the service door. It You swipe the badge. It turns green. The doors slide open. And nobody's on the other side. So you go ahead and you get in. Wow. I'm, I'm really impressed. It's impressive. Um, okay. So this service area is a... Concrete corridor with white painted cinder block walls. It's very Spartan. And there are several carts here and there throughout the hallway. Tamara, with your knowledge, you know um, which freight elevators to use, which corridors to take. And soon enough, you find yourself at the service door that is going to open into the retail and luxury services area of. Here's my question for you. What do the carts look like? How big are they? They're, uh, I'm not great at dimensions, but like, you know, like the ones that are like four by two or like four by three, like the big. Yeah, but are they like the ones that have like an enclosed spot underneath them? And they're like the ones you can hide under in the movies. You can have either. Okay. Right. So you're talking about the ones where like they have the side thing so you don't see the bottom of the garbage bag. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking is if we can. Sh- stuff Rita Ortiz <laughs> into the cart. Since we're wearing relatively typical black ship suits and she's wearing this trench coat and practical heels. You've wanted to do this for so long. Oh yeah. You could you could put her underneath, you could put her in a trash bin, put trash on top of her. You can do a lot of stuff with these carts. Why are you offering them these <laughs> possibilities? Sure you do. There's room service cards. There's there's whatever cart you want. If it makes sense, you got it. Ooh, room service cart. Yeah, I want to be a room service cart. So we put her underneath the room service cart. 
and because it's going to like essentially a residential or not residential, but you know, like a like a hospitality suite, essentially, right? I like the trash option. Well, it's multi-purpose, <laughs> so it's somewhere that room service would go. Yeah, you're delivering room service. Yeah, obviously. So multi-purpose suite is what they call it because it could be almost any type of of business, right? It can be redesigned and remodeled mm-hmm. to be almost anything. Yeah, sure. Doctor, um, I need you to get into this cart here. It's going to be a little cramped, but it'll be easier for our Mox and I to pose as room service bringing you in. I think she'll uh, kick over a janitorial bucket that's conveniently placed nearby, step up onto it, and then step into the trash can. And then while standing in the trash, look at them and be like, you damned well better get me this fucking appointment. And then she'll lay down. <laughs> Mox puts trash on her. What? Yeah. Tamara looks at Mox and is like, didn't we tell her to get in the room service cart? Yeah, 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 you did. Oh, did you? <laughs> but Mox is already putting trash on top yeah. of her. I, yeah. I thought you told me to get in the trash can. And Mox is just going, shh. I can do the room service cart. You're already too stinky. Shh. Mox has already got trash on top of you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I guess we're going as janitors then. Okay. We can wreck on that if you want, because that is not what I heard you say. I heard you get in the trash can. <laughs> no, I don't think we should wreck on it. I think if we're going to put her in the room service, she should just have to come out of the trash can. And I think Stay should make you roll to see if you have any trash still on you. <laughs> I mean, it would be funny. <laughs> oh, trash on you, like sticking yeah. to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. misunderstood what Daniel said. No, it's and okay. Now I have trash on me. Seems like a very Dr. Cool. Ortiz thing to do, honestly. Get in this trash can? Okay, I guess. Just like not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly thought that was what was happening. Like, Marietta was just really into character. I was like, yeah, that seems right. Yeah. All right, cool. So you're rolling through these hallways with the trash can and... Uh, you do walk by a janitor who is in a little nook, clearly slacking off, and he looks at you three, or you two, excuse me, and he says, hey, you must be new. You better go get your blue jumpsuit on. Chad gets really upset if you're not wearing your jumpsuit. I think Mox just goes, fucking Chad. Where are the spare blue jumpsuits? Well, you know you can pick up jumpsuits from Chad's office, but if you lost your jumpsuit, he's going to charge you 15 lumens for your new jumpsuit. Are there, like, dirty ones? Yeah, but we're not going to go back all the way to, you know, our quarters, dude. Like, we, we we are where we are. Like, we don't have time to get another one. Just, like, if you could keep it on the DL for us, um, we'll get changed as soon as we can. Yeah, I mean, I'll let you know if I see Chad, and you let me know if you see Chad, all right? We'll be cool. Yeah, I won't <laughs> I won't say anything about that. And uh, won't mention anything about the uh, trying to flex here, my knowledge of this station. And I, I won't mention anything to Checkpoint Charlie about the security posture you're taking here. Whoa, whoa, like, I was just giving you a heads up dude like i would hope that you would. no no that's what i'm saying i'm not i'm not saying anything i'm saying we're in this together yeah yeah no we totally are and like if you see uh if you see chad just do like the two short clicks on the on the comms badges you know on our freak like everyone else does yeah for sure 
Chad's a real asshole. All right, well, I gotta keep on not working. Yeah. Fuck Chad. Working harder, hardly working. We're we're planning our own uh our own round of that a little bit later, if you know what I mean. Yeah, man. Like whatever. I literally don't care. Okay. We'll go fuck ourselves. Okay. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just trying to help new people. All right. So uh <laughs> so you get out of the you get to the service area, you you roll right out into the into the retail section and the hallway's not super crowded. It's got a few customers moving here and there. You see like bag shops and clothing shops and just down the way you see multi-purpose room 247H which is currently the Wistful Remembrances Day Spa. Amazing. I want to go. Okay. There's our location, um Cordell. I, I mean we're pushing trash through a day spa. Well, we're picking up trash from the day spa. We can take a few more bags. Yeah. If they're ripped, who cares? Exactly. Like, this one on top is ripped. I mean, it's it's definitely leaking. Tabara discreetly, like, winks at Mox and uses her monomolecular blade to just slightly cut open the trash bag that's on top. <laughs> Mox winks at Tamara like... Shame about those sleeky trash bags. Yeah, standards have really dropped here. Really cheaped out on the quality. Why are we horrible people? <laughs> we already established that Mox and Tamar are not good people. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just like, God. Okay, so we're going, going into the suite. <laughs> oh, good times. Okay. So you roll into the day spa, and it is, uh, there's a waiting room, of course, and there's a door straight ahead, There's and there's a counter to the left. There's a, a woman standing behind the counter. She's got braided brown hair, very serene looking. She's wearing a tasteful green robe, and she looks up to you and says, they just took out the trash an hour ago. Yeah, we got a communicate that we needed to be here to pick up more trash i don't they we just go where they tell us okay and she'll pull out a trash can from beneath the counter that is virtually empty and set it on the floor uh near you so this just to be clear from our briefing is anybody else at this space supposed to know what we're here to do or is it all like where in the space are we supposed to go Dr. Ortiz, uh, Rhea knows. What? Rhea knows the answer. <clears throat> I'll cough. <laughs> um, just as a reminder, Marietta, Rhea knows there's lab equipment. There's a hidden lab in this space that she is supposed to go to and do, do the final step. Okay, but we're, are we in the room yet? Because Rhea's not going to pop out of the garbage can in the middle of the hall. You are in multi-purpose suite 247H. Okay, we're in here now. Mm -hmm. The door's shut. Okay, popping out. <laughs> But there's a person at the desk, though. Yeah, we're at the spa. I don't think that's a problem. There's nothing. But there's a person here. Why? Okay, Um, we need to check out some of the other rooms. But uh, we'll be in and out as fast as we can. It doesn't. I don't have anything in my mission briefing that says that there should be a person in here or not. I mean, I'm aware of the laboratory equipment. I'm just not sure that Rita would know what to do in this situation. Because she also can't see anything. Mm -hmm. All she can hear is them talking. No, that's totally fine. 
All right, says the woman behind the counter, and she walks over to the door that was straight ahead from the entryway and pulls it open. She says, please leave the cart by the door and go collect the trash. That cart doesn't really fit the spa's aesthetic, and I don't want our patrons to see it. Well, that's that's a problem here, because you see, my my colleague here, Cordell, she's She's got a bad back, so we need to take the cart with us. But what we could do is we can try to keep it as unobtrusive as possible, keep to the edges. I think Mox is going to lean heavier on the cart and kind of try and milk it. I also don't have any, like, ciphers or anything that would be helpful. Because if it's just this one lady, I feel like knocking her out, but I don't, I can't do any of that. All right, Daniel, go ahead and give me a uh, persuasion, an intellect roll of six to try and talk this lady into letting the nasty garbage can into her beautiful spa. Okay. Is Mox helping? Mox is assisting me. If Mox isn't... Okay, so three. Okay, that is a 12. Yay! She sort of sighs and, and, and opens the door. I would escort you, but I'm waiting for somebody, so go ahead and uh, don't be long. We'll be as quick as we can. And Tamara starts pushing the, the cart through the door. Okay. Um, you enter a space that has some nice reclining chairs. There are people with little drinks just waiting to be called back into the rooms that are kind of in a hallway uh, to the left of this secondary waiting room. They look at you with mild disgust. I think Mox is going to whisper to Tamara. You think these people didn't shit or something? Yeah, I don't get it. Tamara leans down as if, like, trying to push the cart, and it's heavy, but... And whispers down through the leaking trash. Where's the lab supposed to be? Um, it's supposed to be in here. I don't know who these people are. Maybe she was waiting for me, but I'm in a fucking trash can. Well, this is a day spa, so I assume the lab is hidden. I assume they told you where in here it should be. Uh, well, they didn't, so you can wheel me back into that room and I can beat it out of that lady, I guess. Not that I'm much of a fighter. I thought that was your job. Mox is going to find some trash and dump it in the trash can. All right, that's it. And Rhea, like, jumps out of a trash can covered in trash. And she's like, where the fuck is my contact here? All the people in the fancy spa waiting room gasp. And all of their heads turn and lock eyes on you, standing in this trash can and one of them says I'm going to the front desk we need to call security this is security you idiot oh my god what a terrible this place is supposed to be oh my god and she opens the door into the original room with the counter and she says call security someone snuck in here in the trash can time to go So it's we can't kill Rhea, right? But Rhea can be hurt. Rhea has to be able to conduct her business. Mm -hmm. That's the mission briefing. But yes, she is supposed to remain alive. Can Mox pistol whip Rhea? (laughs) You can pull out a pistol in the spy, yes. Okay, uh, not a pistol, I guess. In front of all these people? (laughs) I guess just whack Rhea in the back of the head to knock Rhea out? I think... Rhea's also mildly surprised that there's as many people in here because there's only the one voice before. (laughs) Oh, hi. 
sorry, I couldn't see in the trash can. <laughs> and there was more trash being dumped on me. So the woman that was standing behind the counter with the braided hair comes over and peeks in through this door and looks at you three and says, Oh, we'll get this taken care of right away. Excuse me, you three. I need you to leave right now. You're disturbing our guests. This is a quiet place. Please come with me. Can Mox make it look like she's apprehending Rhea? Like, oh my god, this person just popped out of our trash can. We had no idea there was a person in our trash can. Yes. I mean, you can try anything. Okay. Mox would like to do that. All right. That is going to be 15 intellect roll to try and persuade the counter lady that you didn't know somebody was in the trash can. Okay. 19. Okay, how do you look as though you're apprehending Dr. Ortiz? I think Mox just genuinely tackles Bria and, like, does the hands-behind-the-back security tackle. What the actual fuck, lady? Get off me! I'm gonna have to ask all three of you to come in this room. And what would you like for your minor effect, Alex? I think to give Tamara an asset on what Tamara wants to do in this situation. Okay. Has the front desk had a chance to call security yet? It would appear that she came straight to the door to see what's going on. Is she in the room or is she out in the main room? She's in the doorway trying to get you guys to leave that area. Tamara is going to go over to the doorway like she's complying, start stepping through the doorway past this woman, and then she is going to try to incapacitate her with a swing of her fist. Okay, that is going to be a target of nine. Okay. Wait. Is this after we're all in the other room and not in this front of this group? No, you guys are still mostly in front of the group. Yeah. People are pulling out personal assistance. They seem to be communicating about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Tamara's going to try anyway, just because she's going to hope that this lab is hidden well. <laughs> she's going to spend some effort <laughs> down to a six. Maybe this lady knows? Wait, I thought I gave Tamara an asset, too. Oh, and I've also got an asset, so that's a three. Okay. Ooh, that's good, because it's a four. All right. If you're not going to knock her out immediately, I just let you know that it's six damage. That's what I was just looking at, so thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you knock her out. He's debilitated. Or not debilitated. She's unconscious. Okay. She's not debilitated in the sense of the cipher term debilitated. Right, right, right. Tamara is going to basically push her underneath her desk and like just like fold her up neatly asleep underneath her desk where she's unconscious. Unless there's like a closet or something in that main room that she can shove her into. There is that other door that was near the counter. Oh, would I know what that is? Mm-mm. I'm going to try to open that door and see what's there. It opens and you look down a fairly undecorated tile-floored hallway with a door on the other end and a restroom sign. There's a, there's a restroom on the right. Oh, you did. Did we go on the wrong door? Do we have any comms between us? Mm-hmm. Yep. In ear. Yeah, I'm going to do a comms to Mox and say, bring the doctor and the trash uh, back to this area. There's another door here, separate from the spa. I guess Mox is going to manhandle the doctor back into the trash and then push the trash into the other hallway. 
Stacey, you haven't answered this question yet, but exactly how much trash is actually on Dr. Ortiz at this point? <laughs> well, since you uh, tore up the trash bag, it's now loose trash. Mm -hmm. Well, she's still in the trash can, right? So I feel like we cannot definitively answer that question. She is covered in trash right now. Okay, great. Probably some juices, though. Yeah, that's what I was really wondering about. Yeah. 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 Max is going to do that, I guess. Rhea loves it. Oh, so much joy. I mean, unless there's like some weird reality show in this universe where moms could pretend they're a prank show. Yeah. Now that you mention it, you hear several of the guests who are now standing, some of them on their chairs, talking into their, their communicators saying, Yes, security. There are uh, three violent people at the Wistful Remembrances Day Spa. We need someone here right away. Tell them they're on Space Jackass. <laughs> Mox is going to be like, fuck you, this is Space Jackass. And like, hightail it out of there with Rhea. Okay. You're back in the room with the counter. This way, Tamara is carrying the uh, counter attendant. We have hostage? Mm-hmm. Down this hallway. Mox follows with her hostage. Tomorrow we'll shut the door behind them. Is there a way to lock it? Yes. Okay. Tomorrow we'll lock it and head towards the far end of the hall where she is really hoping that door leads to a lab. There is a, an electronic lock that requires a key code and a badge scan. Uh, doctor, you want to wave your fake ID at this? Fuck. I will. Attempt that and knock on the door simultaneously, very vigorously. There's a harsh beeping sound, a flash of red, and the door does not open. She bangs on it louder and she's like, hey, assholes, I barely got my ass out of there and I'm sick of this bullshit. This was poorly thought out. I don't know who hired you. There's no response. What about our maintenance worker's ID tag? Yeah, we could try that. You can try it. Mox tries the maintenance one. It doesn't work. I just don't have anything else in my mission brief. Like, I don't know what to tell you guys. Mm. Okay. A door that's locked. You have an unconscious employee. You have a bathroom. That I feel like we should have talked to that probably would have opened this door for us if I had just popped out and not been in a fucking trash can. But it's fine. To be fair, we didn't ask you to get in the trash can. You just decided to do that. Yeah. Oh, can we try the employee's unconscious person's stuff? You sure could. We're going to do that. Okay. She's wearing her badge on her belt, her rope belt. And you, uh, yeah, you scan it and you get a green light and the keypad backlight turns on. As though expecting you to put in a key code. Fuck. Mox runs back out and checks her desk. Are you looking for a post-it? <laughs> yes. Like, underneath the keyboard. Okay. You find nothing of the sort. Find some receipts. You find just some chapsticks. I'm going to hack this keypad and use perfection so that my action is as if I rolled a natural 20. Okay. Yeah. So tell me how you manage, how Tamara manages. What, what flash of insight allowed her to realize what the key code is? She didn't need to realize the key code because what she ended up doing is that flash of insight was actually she remembered the admin override for the default factory settings on these. So what she does instead is she uses her monomolecular blade to 
cut a part of it that she knows will trigger a reset to factory settings so that she can just dial 0000 and have it unlock. And it unlocks. She opens the door. <laughs> wow, I am mildly impressed. Nice. What do you do with Unconscious Lady? Well, we're holding on to her for now until I can find an appropriate place to ditch her that I know we won't lose track of her. Okay. I think Rhea walks through the door if it's open at this point. It is. And you walk into a state-of-the-art lab. There are two scientists working at stations wearing lab coats, and one of them, a young man wearing round brown glasses with longish hair, looks at you and stands up and says, Dr. Ortiz, we've been waiting for you. And, uh... Yeah, well... I had some incompetent help. What did you do to Rosie? Well, anyway, I think she'll be okay. Set her down. Yeah, we think Rosie might actually be a mole. What? No, you just don't know how to communicate with people. Gosh. Rosie was waiting for Dr. Ortiz. Or Emily, whatever. Yeah, well, I was in a trash can and didn't even know we were in the room. Rosie tried to have Dr. Ortiz arrested, by the way, by security. She was super suspicious. That was those other people, not her. She was trying to get us to come into the other room. Says trash lady. Oh, that sounds like Rosie. Dr. Ortiz, you are not making any sense right now. I think you should leave it to the security experts. Mm-hmm. Super sus. I think the trash got to your brain. Anyway, I'm done with these people. Okay. She takes off her trench coat and tosses it aside and says, Where can I go get set up? You don't even... You're just here to refine it, right? So the uh, the morphic laparometer you're looking for, it's right there. And they point to this random-ass piece of equipment against the back wall. That has to be refined one more time. Okay. So she'll grab the the pen container out of her pocket and walk over there and start setting it up to finish the rest of it and making sure that all the parameters in the machine are what they're supposed to be that basically that they've done the job that they're supposed to do because i'm not familiar with these scientists okay are you trying to conceal the nature of project pharaoh from the scientists or from mox and tamara i'm not saying shit about it i'm just refining it so i'm literally just walking over and doing what i'm supposed to do but i'm going through like whatever the safety protocol before you refine something is to make sure that all the parameters on the machine are correct. That's like set up appropriately for this refinement. You do that. It's a pretty straightforward task for a scientist. Mox and Tamara, what are you doing while she does this? Quick question. Could I ask Marietta to take her headphones off for just a second? Tamara looks at Mox and says, I bet you five lumens that she yells Eureka when she figures this out. She's that kind of lame, right? Okay. So, yeah. Oh my God. Bet on... Hey, you put it back on. I love it when you guys tell secrets when I'm in the room. <laughs> so I just want to be clear. Dr. Ortiz is not being sneaky. I know. Mox is watching. If she wouldn't be, that's fine. I just want to be clear. I don't know why I would be. I'm. I. This was the job they were hired to do to protect me, to refine this. I don't see why it would be an okay. issue. Tamara's not really paying that close attention because Tamara is focused on the security situation because Tamara's always assuming that something is going to go terribly wrong. Okay. So, uh, Mox, then you watch Dr. Ortiz reach into her chest pocket, pull out a pen, unscrew it, and pull out a vial of some sort of liquid and place it into the laparometer before closing it and initiating the refinement sequence. Now, 
uh, Rhea. Yes. Can you, just to see how, how well you do this, right, according to the parameters that were set, et cetera, et cetera, can you go ahead and give me, and this is a scale, so go ahead and just give me a D20 roll for biology or, or whatever. It would be intellect. And I'm trained in biology, chemistry, and medicine. Okay. And research. So to, um, to succeed, you need a nine intellect roll. Okay. I'll spend a level of effort then. Okay. Six. Oh, and you're trained. Like, no, I do one. I'm trained. Yep. Biology. Yeah. And chemistry and medicine and research. And botany, apparently. All of them. That rolled off the table. <laughs> That's an 11. Okay. <laughs> That's all I've got for you. <laughs> so uh, the laparometer spins up. It gets through its process fairly quickly. And the lace where the where the serum is just opens on its own, flips open, and uh, and the, the vial is there. I think she holds it and kind of tilts it upside down and looks at it again and says... Feels so strange that so many years of my life are in such a tiny vial. It's like a strange, greasy, oily, gray yellow. That's it. That's all she wrote. Well, and where's the patient? I'll say turning to the other scientists. Oh, it's at a different place. You're not going to have to worry about leaving. And as that scientist says that, why don't you guys go ahead and give me a 12 perception check? Ooh, that's an 18. So I should get my other dice. 10. What'd you get? No, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. I'm trained in perception, so I succeed still. I got 12. Okay. So you all hear a faint hiss, and then there's a slight metallic smell in the air. And the two scientists turn, and you see that they have breathers over their mouths. And I need you guys to roll me a target 12 might defense. You spend effort. Okay. And 18. Oh, okay. I got 19. Dr. Ortiz? That's a two. Okay. Alex, what would you like your minor effect to be? Catch Rhea when Rhea falls, probably. Is Rhea going to pass out? If Rhea's going to pass out, Mox wants to catch Rhea. Okay, so if that happens, you can just keep that in your pocket. Okay. But it doesn't happen this time, but... Rhea, you are feeling woozy and almost sleepy, and Rhea's now hindered. Okay, I think Rhea is going to crawl over to her bag and put her breather on. And I'm going to need everybody to roll initiative. Monkey bunkies. Eleven. Nat 20. Damn. What did uh, Rhea get? Twelve. Okay, so Tamara, you've got this weird metallic taste in your mouth and you see both supposed scientists pulling they're drawing so they're not out yet not completely but they're drawing heavy handguns there's one to your left and there's one slightly behind you to your right nope tomorrow wouldn't let him be behind you so, so there's one slightly ahead of you on your right what do you do i'm gonna go towards the one on my left and my target is actually to it's sort of like a melee attack, but I'm actually trying to grab the breather off their face. Ooh, I like it. So, yeah, so go ahead and, and give me a nine okay. speed for that. Well, yeah, I think speed. 19. All right, you manage to 
pull the breather off their face. And I will say, if you want it as a, as a minor effect, you can take, or Tamara can take the few seconds to put it on her own face if that's what she intends to do. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. So you have the breather. They don't. Rhea, you're not feeling great. You're a little bit sleepy. That tile floor is looking pretty comfortable. You got two. I think I just like going for the breather. On the other one? No, on me. For me, I'm trying to get my breather out because I'm aware of what's happening, I presume. Oh, you have a breather in your inventory. Yeah, I have a breather. Yeah, so she's like literally like running for her bag, which I think she left with her coat probably. So I don't know how big this room was, but she set it to the side before walking over the machine. So I think she's like woozily trying to get over to her bag and pull out her breather. Okay, it's not super far, but I would say because Rhea's hindered, you're going to be able to just give me a, uh, a speed roll of nine. You're hindered, so 12 to see if you can get to the bag and put the breather on in the same round. Okay, well, that was another two, so <laughs> guess not. This dice is retired for the evening. You do manage to make it to the bag, but uh, the buckle is just so frustrating. And like, she's, like, fumbling with the buckle, and she's, like, leaning to the side. Ooh. She's, like, trying to open it, you know? Like, she's, like, slowly falling over more and more, and she's like, I just need the breather. This is why you don't buy designer shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't even think it's designer. I think it's just this impractical. Mox, go ahead. I guess Mox is going to rush the other person and try and grab their breather. Okay, this is a fairly small room, so nobody's more than immediate distance away. So you can attempt a nine speed. <laughs> 20 after I activate Siri. Okay, so you grab the breather. What would you like for your major effect? I don't think I can snap this person's neck taking it off, can I? You could rake their eyeballs, which would blind them for a round. Big thumbs up. You could put the thing on. You want to put the breather on? I'm going to go with the raking eyeballs. And get the breather on. Yeah, yeah. No, and also you can. So, cool. All right. So the scientist that Tamara snatched the breather off of their face... Raises the heavy handgun and fires at Tamara. And go ahead and give me a nine-speed defense. I'm trained. Okay, six. That is a seven. Okay. Instead, they just blast a hole in the drywall. And we turn to the second one, who is trying to hold up their weapon, but can't see very well due to the nails that were just in their eyeballs. And so we're going to go ahead and skip their turn. All right, we're back at the top, Tamara. Okay, Tamara is going to power fist the motherfucker that she just took the breather off of. Okay. Yeah, fist him good. It's a nine might. Okay, aren't they hindered because of the gas? They are here because of the gas, so that's a six. <gasps> that 20. Yeah! Ooh, all right. We'll describe what you do to this poor guy, and then do you want the extra damage or the major effect? Yeah, I want the extra damage. Okay, and I'm not going to pretend like I remember what a 20 gets you, Daniel. What does a 20 get you? Plus four. So that's 10 damage total. All right, how do you kill this guy in one punch? One punch, man. Tamara pulls back her arm, punches at their face. They try to dodge, but Tamara's already accounted for that. 
and their skull literally shatters as Tamara's fist hits it and reverberates with the extra kinetic force the power fist has got on it. And the other guy gets rained on with blood and brain. Nice. And it gets in his poor, raw eyeballs. Okay. Rhea. Tamara just painted the walls and the other scientist with brains and blood. Love it. You don't have a breather on. First, give me a 12 might defense. That's a nine. <laughs> okay. Mox, your minor effect from earlier was that you were going to be able to catch Rhea when she succumbed. She has succumbed and is sliding towards the ground. Oof. Mox catches Rhea all poetically and shit. Very dramatic and cute. Mox pats her on the head in comfort. I think she was, like, already on the ground over her bag, so it's just, like, she's, like, sploosh. <laughs> all right. Okay, different phrase, please. <laughs> oh, then sploosh? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Phrasing. Sorry. I'll, uh, someone else think one. <laughs> We were talking too much about Archer for Sploosh to work anymore. I've never seen Archer, so... (gasps) Fix yourself. (laughs) So, the doctor is unconscious. Mox. There's one more. The formerly blinded scientist. They're hindered because they breathed in the sleeping gas. What do you want to do? Would Mox know it's sleeping gas? You could probably deduce that it's knocked Dr. Ortiz out. It's either that or nerve gas. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I was just like, the briefing was pretty clear about Dr. Ortiz not dying. It was. Mox can't tell the difference between sleeping gas and nerve gas, so I think Mox is going to spend her turn putting the mask on Dr. Ortiz, like, from her backpack. Okay, you do that. All right, it's the remaining scientists' turn, and they raise their heavy handgun and very shakily aim it at Tamara once again. And as they raise the handgun, it slowly tumbles forward and slips out of their fingers, and they follow it, falling face first down onto the ground. And combat has ended. I think Mox is going to turn to Tamara and say, Who's the dumb one now? (laughs) Yeah. And Tamara reaches into her pocket and uh, hands Mox five lumens <laughs> and says, yeah, she didn't say it. Is there any kind of decontam in here that we can use to clean the blood off of ourselves? If there is any. There is the restroom in the hallway just outside. Okay. Let's get the doctor out of here and try to wake her up. Or if you think it'd be better, we could try putting her in the trash again. But I'm worried if she'll wake up and freak out if she's under the trash cater when she's angry though we could just put her in the trash for fun (laughs) we still have to get her out i'm not opposed to that if she doesn't make a fuss when we get out of here we should definitely ditch her trench coat though we should just make sure she's got the other stuff she needs yeah yeah besides this trench coat's pretty much fucking ruined (laughs) at this point from all this trash could we switch her clothes with the scientist whose face you blew off so they think she's dead. It's a little messy, but I bet you they have an extra lab coat here. So while you guys are debating this, you hear loud knocking, thumping sounds on the door that leads back into the room with the counter. And you hear a loud voice bark, Star Force, open up. 
And that's where we'll end this episode. Fair. <laughs> you guys make really good choices. This is how it feels, huh, Daniel? Where you're like, okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That that was sarcasm, right? right? Uh, On the good choices. So you got to do that today, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I think you guys are making great choices. Very fun choices. All right. You know, character-based choices, it's fine. So, Alex, what stuck out for you? What seemed cool? What did Mox get up to that you really enjoyed? I think I like how we're doing things out of the normal for our other campaign. So... This is more of a, no, 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 you can't kill everybody and just be the little weird eco-terrorist cha-cha. <laughs> this is a stealth mission, and you should remain semi-stealthy. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, as always, we're going to go ahead and do our segment called Player Intrusions, where one of us offers you, our listeners, an XP to check out something we think is awfully neat. This week, Alex is going to share. Alex, what would you give our listeners an XP to check out? I've been like mulling this actually back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and etc. And I've actually decided to go out of Left field, no one's expecting this, but God of War. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Not like the original games, but the newer one, air quotes, for the PS4. The new, new one? It's like the reboot? Yeah, I guess it's a reboot, where it moves out of Greek mythology into Norse mythology. And mainly, I enjoy it because I can play the game, and most of the time, I'm just yelling at the screen, boy, you know, it's just one of those really fun hack and slash games that has pseudo story similar to like Assassin's Creed, but not as customizable. So you don't have to worry about those things. Do you still play as the painted guy? Yes, you are still painted. Okay. But now you have a beard. Oh. And it's also fursy. Cool. But he has a son now. That's PlayStation exclusive, right? Um, I don't think it was, actually. Is it PC? I know it's not on Xbox. I thought it was PlayStation exclusive. They have been releasing more games on PC, though, that are, like, Horizon Zero Dawn's out now on PC. and Yeah. I like that game a lot. It does look like it is a PS4 exclusive. Cool. That's all right. PlayStation games need love too. I'm one of those weird persons who choose their consoles based on controller size. And the PS4 one is smaller than the Xbox, so I chose the PS4. Totally fair. That's the reason I I don't go full PlayStation. It's because of the controller. But we're not talking about that. We're not trying to start a controversy (laughs) in the Explorers Wanted community. Controversy drama. Yeah, so uh, God of War is historically like a fighting action type game, right? Yes. It is a hack and slash with quick time events, right? Yes, there are quick time events. And if you go into the older games, there's a quick time massage event. <laughs> Just getting that massage in. I mean, they did it in Final Fantasy X too, so why can't God of War do it? Yeah, so it's a fantasy game, yeah. That fantasy where we can get massages. There's no Rona. I know. <laughs> Thank you, Alex and Marietta. Where can people find us if they want to talk to us? Oh, man. 
best place to start is our fabulous website, which is explorerswanted.fm. We are on Twitter at Explorers Wanted. We're on Instagram at Explorers Wanted Podcast. And we're on Facebook as Explorers Wanted Podcast. And if you're looking to support us in other ways, we also have a Patreon. We have some goals that we're working towards there. And we would love your support if you are able to do that. And we're Explorers Wanted on there. And then if you really want to hang out with us, the best way to do so is to come hang out in our Discord server where we're very active and have a community, which is lovely. There are links to the Discord and all of our social medias and on our website. We hope that you would join us there. And the, honestly, though, the best thing if you wanted to support us that you could do for us right now is to tell a friend and tell them why you like the show and why they should listen to it. The second best thing you could do is to leave us a five-star review on a podcast directory, specifically Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Stitcher. Those five-star written reviews, especially if they're specific, make a big difference in people checking us out. If you didn't like the podcast, well, I'd like to remind you that the cow says, the dog says, and the goat with a thousand young says, you have failed to pay a tribute for the last time. I name you awful. I name you betrayer. The clock is told, Donald, and I am coming. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can do so via Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. You can find me debating the body horror that is the game Bug Snacks at Real Tea Unicorn. And yes, I will sell you real estate, but not really. And um, I've been giving it another attempt on the Twitter. You can find me at I'm on a hike. You're very funny on Twitter. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for this episode. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Please enjoy the rest of your day, week, whatever, when you're listening to this. And bye. What is your secret identity? <laughs> Gonna make me look this up now. Hope you're happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Mox is also just very. Give her my name. Trying to remember it out of all the other things that she's memorized over the last few days, like counting cards on Sin Station. They made sure that you know. It's in the podcast mind. assets channel. So, oh I- my god, why do we talk so much in chat? Or I can drop it in the chat. Hang on. I got it. I got it. I got you. Why? All right. Wait, hang on. I did that wrong. Daniel, don't fix (laughs) this for me. All right. So. Bye. Bye. Guys, you left. You left me hanging. You left me hanging. All right. Let's stop recording.